Hey everyone, welcome back to Thought Crime and Keto and Crime. Today I got a very special um, episode. I've got a intensive report, singled-in report on Brandon Boudreaux. So yes, we are still in the world of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell, but I'm going to take each player and take them one-on-one. -on -one. Now, before we get started, I want to preface that I don't think Brandon Boudreaux is a bad person. I don't think he's in any way caught up in any of this. I think he's a victim the same way that other people have been victims of these people. And I think he's just a single dad trying to take care of his four children. So I want to put that out there. Do not go to his Facebook page and leave comments. Do not go after him. I know none of you would do that, but I'm just putting that out there for, you know, new visitors to the page that might want to do that but i've been but i think he is perfectly innocent and i think the only reason i'm even covering him is because he suffered an attempted murder the same way that tammy daybell before she died suffered a similar attempted murder so i think it all ties in so that's the reason i'm going to cover this i as again there's not a biography on Mr. Boudreaux, there is simply uh, what I could glean from articles, police records, Facebook page, that sort of thing. And so that's what I'm going to share with you today. Now, a little housekeeping. As always, I will put a timestamp down below. And if you want to skip that, you can. So, first I want to give a shout out to my wonderful, wonderful channel members. Zach Reese, who is also a patron. Thank you, Zach. Uh, Chef Betsy. Flame Lily, Hippie Dotson, Kimmy Middleton, Joe Guitar, Katrina Middleton, Enigma X, Sherry Hendricks, Maybe Sunshine, and Stephanie Mertz. Maybe and Stephanie are also patrons as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as to my wonderful, wonderful patrons, and they are Maybe Sunshine, Lori Holmes, Zachary Reese, Kimberly Jolie, Kate Willett, Lauren Kurt, Sarah Carney, Andrea Lee, Tabora Summers Cooper, Stephanie Mertz, and Demelza Pascoe, and hello to her and Chloe. And thank you again. You make it so much easier. I had a wonderful time with about uh, four, four of my wonderful members and patrons last night on our patron member-only chat hangout. So that will be happening every month. Look for those postings. We have a great time talking about cases, talking about life. We almost solved all the problems of the world. So it's a great time just to hang out and get to know each other. So uh, I really appreciate everything. If you would like to join, you can find my Patreon link below. You can find the join tab next, next to the subscribe button. Hit that if you want to join. And if you don't have the money to uh, subscribe monetarily, I understand. Uh, we all have our we all struggle with money, money, so there I completely understand that. It's always appreciated, never required. But if you do want to support the channel, you can subscribe, like, comment, share the videos. That's the most important thing you can do. The money that my patrons and members give me just help to buy books and upgrade equipment. I'm recording off a brand new camera. It's only a $50 camera, but it's an upgrade from the $20 camera I was using. So I appreciate uh, everything that you do, and I will continue to improve the channel. Now, it is a stormy day here today, so if you hear thunder or anything, I do apologize. And I've had to turn up some extra lighting because there's not as much sunlight coming in. So, with that being said, let's get into Brandon Boudreaux. Brandon Boudreaux 
What we know about Brandon Boudreaux is that he was born and raised in American Fork, Utah, in a traditional LDS family. He is still very close with his parents. He excelled in high school and did well at some sports. He is, I couldn't find whether or not he's college educated, but I suspect he probably is. And he is a very successful entrepreneur, having owned a insurance company by the name of Canyon State Insurance located in Gilbert, Arizona. Their company and website is still active. Please do not go there unless you really want to buy some insurance and by all means. But he appears to be a hard worker and uh, a dedicated family man. As we all know, he married Lori's niece, who was the daughter of Lori's older sister, Stacy, who passed away in the early 90s from uh, complications related to gestational diabetes. She was actually raised by her father in quite a contentious arrangement because there had been a bitter divorce and a bitter custody battle, and it seems that the father did win and kept Melanie away from her mother. Now, I think children need both parents, so I think that's wrong. I mean, we really don't know what was going on there, but that is the case. They married, and they were married for 11 years. And according to Brandon, his marriage to Melanie was very happy. There was no issues that he knew of. But then she got involved with her aunt, Lori Vallow, her uncle, Alex Cox, and her new soon-to-be uncle-in-law, uh, Chad Daybell's cult, and she essentially started acting differently. She would eventually, in early 2019, in February, ask, ask uh, Brandon for a divorce right out of the blue. He was shocked, but um, he said in his divorce filings that it was obviously a because of the cult she was involved in. She was involved in a cult that was heavily uh, honed in on the end of the world, uh, believed in the supernatural veil, that people could become zombies. We know the thing. A very freaky-deaky kind of cult. Death cult would be the best way to describe it. And as a result, in September, or later, 2019, she took off and essentially deserted her kids, even though they had a joint custody arrangement where they each had the kids specific times of the week. She basically took off to Idaho, basically abandoning her children to Brandon. Now, eventually she would come back to keep up her, her, her custody arrangement, and so they, they started up again. But in October of 2019, October 2nd, 2019, Brandon, who worked from home, got up, took two of the older children to school, took the two younger children to their mother, and then went to the gym. Upon returning from the gym, he pulled up to his house and he saw a Jeep Wrangler sitting there. And as he approached his driveway, he heard a crack that to him sounded like a paintball gun. And immediately, the driver's side window cracked within inches of his head. It was at that point that the Jeep sped off. He didn't really get a good look at the driver, but he could make out who he thought the driver was. And he immediately called the police, the Gilbert police. The Gilbert police responded, and they actually cordoned off the whole block and started looking for this Jeep Wrangler, though no, 
no one ever found it and no one was ever arrested on at that point for the shooting now i'm going to drop uh, a clip right here that is basically brandon's part of brandon's 911 call the morning of october 2nd 2019. um someone just shot my window a man named brandon boudreau tells police another man shot at him as brandon drove home shattering his driver's side window did you see the guy that that I didn't see who it was. Brandon told Fox 13 he believed the shooting was linked to his ex-wife Melanie Boudreaux's newfound religious beliefs, beliefs she shared with her aunt Lori Vallow de Bell, the mother of JJ and Tylee. Now it's important to understand here how contentious Melanie and Brendan's uh, divorce had become. In fact, when Brendan actually filed his divorce papers with his lawyer, they claimed the the following. He claimed that Melanie was being investigated for numerous felonious acts across numerous jurisdictions, i.e. Arizona and Idaho, in connection with the disappearance of her cousins, J.J. and Tylee. He stated, the mother is involved in a cult where numerous members, adults and children, and alike have been killed off like flies. Mother's knowledge of the whereabouts of her aunt's two missing children and her unwillingness to cooperate with law enforcement in finding those children is daunting to father. Now, the two deaths he's talking about was obviously Ryan's father and, of course, Charles Vallow, who we know was killed in self-defense by Alex Cox. And so, according to Brandon, his wife was behaving strangely. He wanted her nowhere around his children, and then this attempt on his life was taken. He immediately hired a private investigator and told the private investigator that he recognized or thought he recognized the Jeep that the perpetrator was driving and it was the Jeep of the late Charles Vallow that actually Tylee had been driving and he thought that the driver was Alex Cox, though he could not prove it. But he hired this private investigator to actually tell the the insane clown bunch and come up with as much information as he possibly could. From the point of the attempted shooting to December, Brandon, Brandon lies low. He pretty much takes his four children and he retreats to the safety of his childhood home in, um, in American Fork, Utah. He then filed for an order of protection against Melanie and her entire family, including, you know, Daybell, the whole nine yards and basically laid low. A couple of weeks later, a similar paintball-sounding style shooting in a Jeep took place out in front of Chad Daybell's home in Rexburg, Idaho. The, the apparent attending victim was his then-wife, Tammy Daybell, who was at the mailbox and said she heard a shot, which sounded like a paintball. When she turned around, the Jeep drove off. She could not make out license plates. She could not make out who was in it. But her description and Brandon's description of the guns that were used, very similar. Can we say, to, to quote my good friend Kat, too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence. And then, of course, we know that Tammy Daybell, who was 49 at the time, running 5Ks every week and training for a marathon, was found dead early in the morning, October 19th, 2019. Uh, it was determined quickly without an autopsy by the coroner to be natural causes. And later on, Chad Daybell 
would go on record as saying that her health had been failing her. It was obvious that her heart was giving out and she was just really sick. He also would claim that he had visions that she was to, you know, fulfill some great purpose beyond the veil and she was needed there and that she would die young. Convenient. And as we know, her body was later exhumed and is being processed and autopsied. I am sure the process of the autopsy is over. We're probably in the stages of them actually analyzing what they found, and I hope that that report comes out soon. They're probably sitting on it for either one of two reasons. They have nothing, which would be devastating, or they have a lot, and they don't want it becoming public record because this case is all over the news. And so... We're still waiting for that. That's the one piece of evidence that I'm really waiting for. But back to our apparent timeline. So we fast forward a few weeks and we get to around November 2nd. When Melanie, now Polowski, then, then Boudreaux, puts this on her Facebook page because she is apparently worried about her children. And I'm going to put that right here. Also, if you want to read it, I highly recommend pausing it. I will put it on extra slow, but sometimes it will jump. So make sure you pause it so you can read it. Then, a couple of weeks after she posted that Facebook post, she actually ended up driven by uh, her uncle Alex Cox in IKEA, was driven twice to the Boudreaux's family home in American Fork, Utah. They drove from Idaho to Utah in an attempt for her to see her children. Now, that happened on two occasions, uh, one night apart, and I happened to have the 911 or part of the 911 call that Brandon's father made on the second attempt, and I'm going to drop that right here. Call came into American Fork, Utah, police. Melanie showed up to Brandon's father's house in Utah, driven by her uncle, Alex Cox, according to police reports. Somebody tried to kill my son three weeks ago. Okay. I'm Phoenix. Oh, that's and terrible. It's that she's involved in it. Police arrested Melanie and cited her with trespassing. The uncle who drove her, Alex Cox. She was taken into custody by American Port Utah Police for violation of the order of protection and was bailed out by Alex later that same night. Now, from there, the trail kind of cold because we know that Brandon took his children back to Arizona, continued to work, and lay low. Now, here is where another mysterious figure enters the picture. Zilema Pastaninis. Uh, she is a New Age guru type, and in my follow-up story on this, I'm going to do a cult video on the Love Has One cult, thanks to the suggestion of a subscriber. And it is heavily rumored, though no proof, that Zulema either was a part of this cult or was currently a part of this cult when she got involved with Alex Cox, Jason Mao, allegedly, and allegedly Brandon Boudreaux. Now, it has been heavily rumored that Brandon Boudreaux and Alex Cox were seen at gay bars around the Arizona, Gilbert, Chandler, Phoenix, Arizona area. Now, I have absolutely no proof other than 
rumor, and we're going to discuss in a minute the source of those rumors. So for the purpose of what I can prove, forget that about Brandon. There's absolutely no proof. Now, as far as Alex, there's a little more substantial proof on him, and also we know that he was an aspiring stand-up comedian, so it wasn't unusual for him to be in all kinds of clubs, so maybe he was doing a show. But we do know that both him and Jason Mao were receiving counseling from Zulema. Supposedly, Jason Mao was to help him overcome his anger issues and other demons he was uh, wrestling with. With Alex, we think it was because he was battling same-sex attraction. Now, I've been studying LDS a little bit closer, even since my initial video that I did on LDS, and you can find it in my Cult Watch playlist, which I will link right up here. Um, I didn't really go into a lot of their doctrine in that. I went more into their history. Um, but I can tell you that after researching homosexuality is not necessarily a sin. Having the same-sex attraction is not a sin. What is a sin is acting on it. So that's the reason you have those TLC shows like, you know, Gay and Married or whatever the name of that show was with same-sex attracted Mormons married to women but confessing they had same-sex attraction. So one thing you have to know about that is that you cannot act on it. And also in the love has one doctrine, homosexuality is also considered wrong. So, Zulema was allegedly counseling Alex to get him over his same-sex attraction. And what better way to get him over that than to marry him, which she did in Las Vegas on November 29th, 2019, the same day that Melanie married her now husband, Ian Polowoski, and he's going to get his own video. Both of them are going to get their own video. Don't worry. Now, just a couple weeks, like, you know, three to four weeks later, a 911 call came into Gilbert, Arizona 911 with a man describing himself as the son of Alex Cox's girlfriend, though they were married at the time, as far as we know claiming that Alex had collapsed on his bathroom floor. And I'm going to drop that right here for you. Alex, Alex, he's not, he's not breathing. A man who identified himself as the son of Alex Cox's girlfriend calls police in Arizona. He just passed out here on the, on my, on my bathroom. Alex died. Add that with. Now, as we know, he did pass away from supposed natural causes and was cremated very quickly. So there will be no extra evidence there, though there are speculation that they do have some vials of his blood and other things still on file. We may never know anything there, but he was, he, he did pass away. Now, a few weeks after this, even later in December, Brandon finally comes out of hiding and posts the following message, which I am going to read to you on Facebook about the events of the last couple of months. This is officially coming out of hiding party, so we're going to we're going to read it together. And this was posted December 21st, 2019 at to Brandon Boudreaux's Facebook wall. On October 2nd on my way home from the gym, someone sat outside my home and shot a gun at me 
They hit my vehicle and missed my head by inches. I have reason to believe that it was re related to all of the following events. I will share things in this post that are public information. Don't ask for more. Please also understand I know firsthand how scary these people can be, and by sharing, I realize it can make us a target. As someone who has spent the last two months in hiding to protect my kids, I don't take this lightly. But I want to be a person who stands and fights for truth and justice. I have a lot. I thought a lot about it, and I have to share this. I can no longer sit by when sharing might help someone who knows something come forward. Okay, the story is about my wife's cousin, J uh, Joshua Jason, or J.J. Vallow, born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. My wife's aunt and uncle Charles Vallow and his wife Lori adopted him in 2013. He was a beautiful, intelligent seven-year-old with the biggest heart, most beautiful smile, and life and life challenges of a level two boy on the autism spectrum early intervention allowed him to flourish beyond all expectations Lori was a wonderful loving attentive mother things started changing over the past 18 months when laurie began spending all her time with a new religious group that we refer to as a cult in quotes she eventually deserted Charles and J.J. for two and a half months earlier this year. Charles did his best to save the marriage, of which she had no interest. My wife at this time, Melanie, began spending a lot of time with this group, and at the end of June, she demanded a divorce, claiming revelation about things that were not real. And there was no evidence given just a claim of being told by the Savior, whoever that was. I think we all know who that is. On July 11, 2019, in Chandler, Arizona, Charles went to Lori's home, which he paid for to get J.J. to take him to school. She and her brother Alex were there. Alex shot Charles twice in the chest, kill killing him, claiming self-defense. Four people were there that day, Lori, Alex, and these two missing children. Alex mysteriously passed away on the 12th of December, and these two children have not been seen since. September 23rd, worse still. Lori had already remarried and the wife and was the wife of her new husband, Chad Daybell, who had mysteriously died. His ex-wife mysteriously died on October 19th in Rexburg, Idaho. I'm posting this in articles related to the case, begging anyone who believes in justice to please share my post. Help us shed light on this. Someone out there knows something but doesn't know how all the pieces fit together. Help me connect them with the police so that we can have a chance to bring justice to Charles and the other victims. Please join, please join us in prayer and fasting that we find JG, JJ and Tylee. Please like and share. Help bring this uh, to the truth. And please feel free to DM me with questions about the provided links. Now, after that, we do know from previous um, reports that it was about this time that Melanie confided in her new husband, Ian, that Chad and them had been telling her that now Brandon was dark and needed to die. And it was at this point that Ian started getting apprehensive and he formed a plan with his ex-wife Natalie to keep their kids away from these crazy people, though Ian is still married to her. I don't understand that. Maybe she has fully absolved herself from these crazy beliefs, but who knows? And so that is kind of where Brandon Boudreaux stood, and I think he is brave. I salute you, sir. Now, to the rumors about Brandon Boudreaux being around gay bars. That comes from Melanie's divorce attorney's affidavits. That purely comes from Melanie's assertions that the marriage was always bad, that Brandon had confessed homosexual or same-sex attraction to her, 
And it was absolutely true. Now, of course, Brandon contests this, said that was never the case. This is just a smear tactic. And he has sued Melanie's attorney for libel. So we will see how that turns out. And that's where those rumors come from. And you have to consider the source on that. So I'm going to say it's probably not true. I think Brandon was just a good guy that got caught up, was a victim, and probably saved his life and the life of his children because there was also, according to Melanie, a time when Chad told her that her children were already dead. So who knows what they were planning. So I'm just glad that Brandon had the forethought to get out of that situation. And with that, that ends my my in-depth analysis of Brandon Boudreaux's part in this. I will be doing several of the other players in coming weeks, so stay Stay tuned for that. I hope you're enjoying it. Please like, comment, share, subscribe. And until next time, Keto Comic.